0: Hi, I'm Angela Lee, and welcome to the Will to Live podcast, where we share with you the gifts of living. I speak to inspiring wellness leaders, mums, celebrities, business people, super grannies and more to help you live your potential, connect to your purpose and bring joy to your life. Discovering your will to live a fulfilling life starts now. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Will to Live podcast and today we are graced by the presence of Lawrence Biscontini who is an absolute legend in the fitness industry. He's he's a guru and I'm so excited to have him on today and share some of his expertise. So thanks so much for joining us Lawrence.
1: My thanks go to you and your viewers, Angela. I think you're a guru. Gu means light and ru means dark. A guru is anyone who brings light to the darkness. The moment you share your story, the moment you walk into a room, I've seen you at conventions, you bring light everywhere you go. So to be in the presence of greatness and light is really my thanks to you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I never knew that about the word guru. That's very interesting. See what I'm saying already? We're in the first minute and he's such a wise um, man, I actually met Lawrence in Asia at the Asia Fitness Conference a few years ago. And he's just just someone who you just love being in his presence. And I'm all about people's energy and, and what they give. So it's so exciting to have him on. And for those that don't know Lawrence, there's, he's done pretty much everything there is to do in the fitness industry. He's renowned as a mindful movement specialist. And he's won every award under the sun, including the Inner Idea Visionary Award. He works as a philanthropist, presenter, a keynoter and course development specialist for various companies, including ACE, AFA, FIT and NASM. serving on the advisory boards for the International Council on Active Aging, Power Muscle and the International Spa Association as reporter in the field for his iSpa interview series. He teaches with Yoga RYT500 and has decades-long certification experience. His company, Fitness Group 2000, offers both scholarships to professional conferences and fitness idol competitions on several continents, which is just an amazing gift he gives to people. He runs Fit Camps in Puerto Rico in the winter months and has authored more than a dozen books. And so he's known as Find Lawrence. So anywhere you type in findlawrence.com, Find Lawrence, you will actually find Lawrence. And he's a wonderful person. I've actually done a few mentoring sessions with him as well and got some really great insights and help me move forward through some um difficult times as well but firstly before we get into it lawrence like obviously the world's been through a bit of chaos firstly how are you going and where are you living at the moment and what are you up to because you do get around the world with everything that you do
1: I do get around the world, Angela. I'm a citizen of the world legally, which I found out a lot about since the turn of the century from 99 to 2000. I live on three islands in Manhattan and then in Mykonos and then in Puerto Rico. I'm in Puerto Rico now where I've been since January 1 in my home. I have not left my property even to go outside my door and get my mail, which comes outside my property, and my my personal assistant drives by and picks that up twice twice a month. But I have a pool, so I'm not complaining that, oh my gosh, I haven't been able to go outside. I haven't left my property. It's been a wonderful experience of half a year where I'm normally here from December till Easter, I'm here quite a few more months now under lockdown. Some people call it, um, some people call it sort of the the quarantine. I like to call it a retreat because I've gone inside and I've amped up some different aspects of my career.
0: Awesome. So I guess you know, like like a lot of people in the fitness industry, we've had to change and adapt our businesses. So how have you gone about that? Like, what sort of change for you? So obviously you've managed to run your business from Puerto Rico, which is pretty cool.
1: Absolutely, from boomer to Zoomer, one day in five hours. Flashback to years ago, I lost a contract with a huge Caribbean chain of hotels, 27 hotels actually, because of a meeting that went horribly wrong, we couldn't even meet, on something they called Zoom. I wanted to use Skype, I sort of insisted on Skype, and they said, no, we use Zoom with all of our internal, people, and no one could get on this meeting, no one could see each other, I couldn't log in, I couldn't get the right code and the password, and I said, well, that Zoom, huh, that clearly may have lost this gig for me, but clearly where's Zoom going? Well, look, I'm the first one to say I had a different piece of fruit for a phone. I had a Blackberry, and I said, I don't need to have an Apple, and now I have stock in Apple. I now have stock in Zoom. I have changed by changing my mind to embrace change, and change is necessary, and it's not always negative. It's just uncomfortable, and when I'm feeling uncomfortable, that's a great thing because it knows I'm on the verge of something really big or such a big bomb that it's going to be a huge growth learning opportunity that I can sell to others to say, well, here's why you shouldn't go down this path, because I did, and I can save you the thousands that I lost.
0: Yeah, I love it and that's what I love about you is how you look at stuff and how you approach things, right? Like, you know, difficulties always become opportunities and I love how you always think like that. That's I think
1: Thank you. I could be become bitter or I can become better and the difference is really my outlook. When I change the view from where I stood, the things I view are changed for good. Now it sounds really contrite and like this wonderful line from Mary Poppins and it is contrite and it is a line from Mary Poppins, but it is what I remind myself with my own post-it notes on a pretty dark day when I have something that isn't perfect. I remind myself there's another way to look at this, maybe after a glass of wine, maybe the next day. But I have to remember there'll be another way to look at this
0: yeah that's so true and I mean you've done such amazing things like I was a part you set up in a whole united nations of fitness and you brought so many people together around the world and I love being a part of it do you want to sort of tell the guys a bit about that and sort of I'm really curious into how that evolved and and come about
1: Because I'm speaking to you, I'll be super emotional because you were one of the first people when I said I have an idea of something we could do, people who are so much smarter and brighter and higher name known visibility than I, like you. I reached out to you and a very small group of people said yes from the start and that was you. Now I have people knocking on my email saying, can I be on your show? before there even was a show and there was a PSA or a public service announcement, you jumped on. So thank you for that. I think your question is, what's the United Nations of fitness and how did it come to be, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. you were one of the initial people I reached out to, to say, I'm getting tired of emails in the very few first days of instructors who said, I can't be a group fitness instructor because we can't have groups. My club is closed, what do I do? I have families to feed. It's my full-time job. And I had emails from personal trainers saying, Lawrence, my club has said, I can't contact my personal training clients because they're really ethically trainers or, or members of the gym, not mine which is true. And the government says, I personal trainers can't be personal. What do I do? And I got email after email and tear and phone call and WhatsApp and boxers and text messages. And Angela, I said, what am I going to do? You know what it's like when something's going on and people start coming to you. I have to do something. I knew I didn't want to get involved with money and a foundation and a 501c3 because then we'd be talking dollars and just Americans. And who am I to decide who is of merit and who's not for getting a scholarship. And everybody offers scholarships if you look. I said, let's just give people what they don't know, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. If you click your shoes and know how to click your shoes, you can get the right answers from people so much smarter. So we put out a PSA. You were wise and sweet and humanitarian and loving enough to come on board. And you said, we'll put out a message where we just tell everybody that you can go online and every mission, like fitness, needs a margin. There's a difference between asking a fair wage and being greedy and we're not about being greedy, but I don't go to my chiropractor. I don't go to a takeout of a restaurant or takeaway. I don't go to a therapist and I go to a dental hygienist cleaning and then do two things. Number one, it's never free. And number two, I don't go around the corner and pay and make a donation. No, they're professional services. We make contributions towards professional services. So I said to everybody at our PSA, whatever it is on PayPal Me or Venmo or Cash Up or Slide, whatever you're going to learn, learn about it. Go online and Google in whatever country you are, however you can get paid and offer ways for your people to make contributions to your services, even tips. I looked at the drag queen community. And my friends at Drag Queens, they, they're they just like fitness. They have to put a lot of time into music. They put a lot of time into clothes. They put a lot of time into rehearsing for very little time of contact with their people, right? And if you don't work in, in a live club, like a fitness or a drag club, you're not getting money. So they're asking for tips. I said, that's great for fitness too. And all my Zumba friends and all my Palox and Clarence and all my individually choreographed friends were starting to teach and offer tip me this way and now they're starting to say Lawrence I'm not really sure I want to go back to the clubs because they're offering me a price like I used to make per head well instead of my 50 I'm now only allowed by law to have eight so do you think I really want to get paid compared to what I'm making at home when I work for myself and that's huge our PSA came about to tell the world that everyone can charge if you are take have a communication if you're taking advantage of fitness services ask how can I contribute towards your service and make a contribution and if you're offering let people know that they can a good player is a good payer and reminding people that they can contribute towards the services they're taking advantage of like paying for groceries like getting wellness and fitness services and like going to get a dental cleaning all take a price.
0: Yeah, that's so true, and I think it was a very important message because, you know, naturally a lot of people in our industry can just give it, give stuff away for free. It's a natural reaction for a lot of people. So I think it was a very um, important message to to get across, and I really valued um, hearing that as well, which was which was really great. And I think it's what I've really enjoyed about it. You've had so many different countries come on, and, you know, everyone's sort of talking about their circumstances because lots of people had unique you know, circumstances and just hearing different people's stories helps you be innovative hey, and find solutions for your situation. I think, you know, that's what it's found. Like, what are some of the positives that you've seen come out of it? Because that's right. sort of what I've seen. yeah.
1: My positives come from a couple of our hashtags, hashtags FitnessWorks but not for free. Fitness works for the community of consumers. Fitness works for the people who have usually been too shy to go to a club by being able to stay home now and nobody has to watch them. Try some yoga poses in their pajamas, for example. Fitness works for the people who are providing goods and services now. It just costs some social media device you already have account with uh, with a device that maybe you haven't maximized, like going live, for example. Then we have a hashtag, United Nations of Fitness. I've seen around the world, part of your question, what's been happening? I've seen hallway fitness with donations in Italy. I've seen mall sponsorship to individuals in Puerto Rico. I've seen in Canada people getting drive-bys for the active aging communities with masks and gloves. Drive-by with your phone or device. We set you up at Zoom so that when you go home, you're connected to us and not feeling so alien and disconnected because at home, how are grandmas and grandpas really connected because they're so far and distanced physically from their from their grandkids, right? And then a hashtag social connection. Some moron somewhere came up with social distancing and then the governments followed. I I think we are more socially connected now than ever thanks to podcasts like you and what you're doing, Angela but we're hashtag physical distancing as a necessity out of love for world health. There's a huge distance. We're not socially distanced at all. We're getting online to stay connected for some of the things we need. Social connection, psychological connection, biological connection, uh, physical and uh, function, for example. Uh, but that's another of our hashtags, social connection through the United Nations of Fitness. So from all over the the world, I could take longer to answer your question, that speak English and other languages. We've shown with no less than 20 presenters of 15 minutes each on our shows, the United Nations of Fitness, around the world town halls. Like you said, we've been giving copious amounts of ideas that people have said, I didn't try that. I've taken pages of notes. I didn't know that about the older people. I didn't know that about multi-generational. I didn't know that that was available on Zoom. I didn't even know what Zoom was. I didn't know that Zoom had an update. I didn't know that Facebook Live could stream horizontal or vertical, for example. All the things that people are figuring out make me feel very confident and very happy about our fitness community. Because even though we are individually choreographed, and even if we're teaching a program that's pre-choreographed like Les Mills, and and even though, Angela, we are instructor-driven by our personalities, 20 people can teach the same Zumba playlist and some will sail and some will sink. We are now more connected than ever. I haven't found competitive edges to us. I'm like, oh, here's a great idea of a microphone that works for podcasts. Here's how you set your Zoom if you want your audio to come also and have your microphone and music in the background. Here's how to set up for PayPal Me so people can tip you. I have found that we become really a community of supporting each other from around the world, and that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I just think that's magical. And I think you've done that, you know what I mean? Like you must look back now and go in a time of chaos, like you bringing everyone together like that. And I just think it's so, so important, hey, because in times like this, not just in the fitness industry, but this is a time when, you know, uniting and coming together is more important than ever. And And I've seen that a bit as well. I think it's wonderful if we can continue to do that
1: when interviewed you you had so many ideas people were talking about in the comments which i compiled for you and i sent you the graphic of when you speak people listen and you you didn't just say how you were doing you talked about what's inspiring you which is a question i ask everybody not everybody asks with a takeaway or two or three you had many and on our United Nations of Fitness, my goal is to connect spaces and places with some kind of inspiration. Like you mentioned, in chaos, I think it's important to find clarity. And finding some kind of clarity in chaos means what can we do? It's easy to look at what we can't when we lead to listen to different versions of the news. But if we can find one thing, that might just be, to quote Frozen 2, the next right thing because it's easy to get overwhelmed right isn't it but if you think of what's the next right thing i can do just because you can't do some things doesn't mean you can't do anything and that's the pair of glasses i put on in the morning what can i do today
0: that's so great and what i'll do is i'll add like the links of those um interview series to this podcast as well because i think there'll be some really valuable um tips that people can actually work through as well, like you said, because there was so much information, you know, um, from around the world, which is really, yeah, really, really great. You know, I guess from you connecting to so many people, and obviously with all of your experience internationally, like, where do you feel the fitness industry is heading at the moment? Like, do you feel we're sort of at a turning point? Do you feel we're heading in a new direction? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I do. Where are we going in our industry? In some ways, we're all re-examining How we will have physical conventions. Our physical distancing, our layouts, our sponsorship, our presenter selection, we know all have to change. Because even if a convention wouldn't have canceled, like the six that canceled in August alone, and either canceled or went virtual, right? Even if they would have pushed through, Angela, we know that h- or, over half of those sessions would not be very valid in a club. that can't have ropes and dopes and ringers and clingers and gloves and um, cardio killer combat kickbox in the dark with glow sticks and TRX upside down in one class when we can't even have more than three people in that room that used to accommodate 30, for example. Mm We're re-examining our physical live convention in professional conventions moving forward. Number two, our virtual community is going to be buzzing and re-evaluating and growing because there are people who can save a lot of money on babysitting, a lot of money staying at home, a lot of money not on travel, a lot of money not on hotel, a lot of money not on sleeping in a different bed and being jet-lagged and sore, traveling somewhere as beautifully far as it was when I went to Philex to present, for example. That's a far trip. And then you've got the jet lag, and then you're teaching at midnight, one, two, three in the morning, for example. So we are doing a rethinking of our virtual online as well. And then I think there'll be an emerging. Angela, hear this first. Not everybody's thinking about this yet, but I think there will be a live stream option of the physical conventions that are allowed. For example, if you go to FYZ convention or ABC convention, wherever it is, if you're a paid delegate, you're there. If you miss out, you have an option of being a virtual attendee because maybe some rooms will have Zoom rooms and they're streaming. Oh, I don't want to be on camera. Well, then you as a delegate will be on this side of the room or there'll be lines on the floor where you're either in or out of camera shot. I think if I were a convention organizer, I wouldn't be thinking either or, I'd be thinking and just like I do in my personal life. It's not always yes or no or black or white. It's like yes. Recently, I decided to have some Haagen-Dazs, and my assistant who does my grocery shopping, Irene, said, I'll let you know what kind of flavors they have at the grocery store, because not Puerto Rico doesn't get a lot of selection of a lot of things, especially with our recent earthquakes, especially with the pandemic, especially with what's allowed into Puerto Rico. And she called me up and she listed off five flavors of ice cream. And I said, yes, <laughs> I wasn't going to make a choice. I just wanted them all at home. Uh, and then it's up to me how much of that I'm going to eat at any one time, right? But this is after six months of of no sweets or ice cream and groceries of an indulgent nature just arriving to Puerto Rico. And my point is, there can be an uh, an and. So conventions are gonna be virtual, conversions are going to be practical, and they're gonna be a combination of both, I think, as well. Plus, they're gonna be pop-ups. In other words, Angela decides that she wants to appear anywhere in the world with her link on epigenetics for four hours and it's not some other convention pimping you out making money on you you're going on as your fitness personality on your zoom room and you are providing quality prices quality education not having to worry about sponsorship time and people are just paying you and that's already starting where presenters think i could go and travel to the other side of the world at someone else's rules And I could go there and also be streamed at someone else's rules and, not just but, and I can also in between do my own show. All it costs between you and me is a Zoom link as you know and probably some PayPal Venmo because fitness works but not for free. Therefore I think virtual conventions, online conventions and individuals like you and I collaborate and do our little pop-up stayventions so that people can log on and connect with us without all the big planning that takes into go worldwide for a major convention.
0: Yeah, I love all that. And I, what I love about it too, is it can bring people from around the world together more because, you know, like I know I did a masterclass last week for Phylex and there were people from the UK on the masterclass. And normally I'd only be speaking to Australians. And it's like what you're saying, you could have a, you know, your own pop-up class, which I'm actually a part of soon, but there's people from different countries, you know, like people can stream in, you know, Australia's a long way away, like you said. So, you know, we don't often go to the conventions in the States or Canada and, and things like that as well. So yeah, no, that's yeah, that's really exciting. And I think this is what's great, isn't it, about sometimes when we go through this, the opportunities that come out of these situations that can be really great, you know, for everyone moving forward. Is there anything in particular that you think, okay, that's done now, we're leaving that behind, that's that's pre, pre-coronavirus? Is there anything that you think we are moving on from?
1: I do, I think we're leaving behind the need to text someone to have a phone conversation. I don't miss having to text someone and say, when can I call you and just have a phone conversation? Now, in retreat, I pick up the phone and call someone and I know somebody's at home, at least in the places I know that aren't back to, quote unquote, a new reality. And I love that. We're leaving behind that formality that millennial approach to not even needing to speak to somebody, and then moving to if I want to speak to somebody, I have to clear or make an appointment just to say, hey, Angela, let's have a check-in. Now I just pick up the phone, and I just say calling in five minutes, or I'll just call. And if I get your voicemail, it's not the worst thing in the world, because you know what? If you have it set up, I get to hear your voice anyway. I think we're also leaving behind our fear of cameras. Many instructors for years have put off wanting to make a DVD or appearing in a DVD or doing a Facebook Live or saving a Facebook Live and repurposing that material and putting it out there for tips and contributions, I think we're seeing more than ever people threw themselves up on the camera, maybe with the unmade bed behind them and the passing cat and the children screaming. And I just love that because I love that when you have an instructor in a club I think it's very distancing sometimes when an instructor comes in looking perfect with the Starbucks here or the Dunkin' Donuts here and then let's go and let's move and barely sweats and bye. But now that you see people really at home and the camera falls or the wind blows and and the, the kids scream, I love that because this is your real life and nothing sells anything more, I believe. Angela, then knowing you are authentic and when we have authenticity, I'm so into you because you're willing to put yourself up on a camera. So we're leaving behind the fear of cameras. We're leaving behind the fear of being judged by not putting myself out there. I would go and make an appearance for my members and teach my classes that I'm paid and the door gets closed and I would freak out even if the cycle instructor would stick her head in or the personal trainers walking by would look in. Now we are online, we are virtual and we're actually going out for with these business and marketing skills that we haven't thought about or even been taught as fitness professionals, more future business. I think that we're leaving behind a set mentality and we're having to adopt a growth mentality. I think that we're leaving behind not doing different things, but doing things differently. Therefore, we're gathering the idea that there are more one ways to show a yoga class, for example, to make it an experience where if I would teach it in a club, now I might have this device streaming to Insta- Instagram Live, this device recording for sa- sales, my old iPad that's not really connected to much of anything, just recording for side camera footage, and then this device over here might be on Facebook Live. We're learning how to multipurpose, that just doing it once, decreasing sweat equity we're leaving behind, and learning how to make money while we sleep. So when we wake up, we are much more wealthy than when we went to bed, and it didn't cost a squat, a march, or a grapevine. I think we're also leaving behind a cluttered, polluted, ozone-damaged world. I think our skies have never been clearer. I think our roads have never been more empty in some places. I think our seas have never been more clear. And I think our people have never been more loving. As a humankind, I'm finding kind in the word human. Kindness, a culture of kindness is back. We're not mankind or womankind. We're humankind and we're finding and keeping kindness in humankind. So we're leaving behind that sort of aggressive. We're leaving behind a world that was not for our children's children. And I think we are, if we continue in the right direction, leaving behind fear and pollution and probably a lot more plastic.
0: Yeah, that's, I love hearing all that. That's great insight. I love hearing your reflections on on that sort of things. I, and i like you said, I think it's an exciting Um, future how we're going to approach things in a different way and yeah there's so many more opportunities and Lawrence is the man if you're looking at monetizing your business he has so many different ideas around that so (laughs) details will be at the bottom so I'll definitely add those in as well and I, I guess I just wanted to ask you like that's in general the fitness industry but is there anything exciting that you're working on at the moment
1: I am working on a couple things. United Nations of Fitness as a a six-and-a-half, seven-hour show is going to transform and evolve, not die. My Father's Day, summer solstice, first day of summer, and eclipse all on June 21 will be our seventh episode. Very special number to me. Seven sacraments, seven stages of life, seven colors of the rainbow, seven notes of the musical instrument, seven major colors, and, and then the world will be sort of by then, end of June, reopened, reimagined, reinvented. Then I will repurpose that. Not the same material, but I will do check-ins, but no one needs to go around the world for seven hours. I'm working on the next level of United Nations of Fitness by checking in with visionaries like you for maybe longer than 15 minutes and just saying what's going on. I'm working on my series of Stayvention, which is my own convention. Three to four people who are visionaries, much smarter than I, much more visionary than I, because when I surround myself by successful people and smarter people, then I know I'm on the right path. And I always want to feel with the groups i put together that i'm the dumbest one in the room then i always know that i'm successful because i've got a lot to learn if i that's feel like i'm on
0: my podcast I've got sorry you, that's why i've got you on my podcast because you're a lot smarter and wise so i love <laughs> i love learning
1: <laughs> you're kind you're kind we're collaborating on a few things maybe that's why i'm on your podcast i'm very honored thank you thank you for asking me a long time ago when i didn't realize that because we were talking about something else that was consuming my time like getting 25 presenters rounded up for a, a six-hour show. I also am working on Stayvention pop-ups where I'll, I'll show up and talk about, if you're teaching the over 50 crowd, here are great ways to make money while you sleep, which is one of the Stayvention pop-ups I did. I'm also working on a program called Global Guest Gurus, which now with Zoom, with understanding uh, that anyone can teach or make an appearance anywhere, I'm connecting fitness leaders, owners, managers, group fitness directors, with really inspirational figures in fitness like yourself. And I've been to your group fitness classes as well at AFC in Bangkok, not just talking about epigenetics, not just lecturing. You're a brilliant mover, shaker, and community creator. When you work with a a group, I was loving the way you use your music and implement motivation and emotion and tie everything together beyond a squat, a march, or a a grapevine, if you will. So Global Guest Gurus is where I connect visionaries like Hula Dan. Samoa, Fiji, Latin, authentic movement. Um, s- speaking of RDs who are willing, registered dietitians, to open their own refrigerator or do a pantry detox with someone else by coming into another part of the world. And you know what? It's never been so affordable to get big names what i call big names into your facility a zoom link you don't have to fly them you don't have to feed them you don't have to worry about is this a business class person or a first class person or a coach roach you don't have to worry about how much starbucks do i have to pay for for this presenter you don't have to worry about picking or taking back from the airport you don't have to worry about a welcome goodie bag you don't have to worry about what kind of a diva this person is here's your link this is where you teach Bye bye How wonderful is that? It's going so well, Angela. People who could never think they could afford some of the people that I'm connecting, it's called Global Guest Gurus, and I just love it because I thought, it's so easy now. You got a camera, you got lighting, nobody expects perfection. People just expect an experience, and I think that is why fitness has personalities and characters that we do, just like every profession. Some stand out. And then I'm continuing my fitness idol, where people compete, like at AFC or in America at other conventions. I've renamed it to a reimagined fitness idol. Um, Find Lawrence Finds Talent. You find Lawrence and you find talent. People apply. And then you get one year of platinum mentoring with me, which is my highest level of mentoring all, weekly phone calls. I help you get into conventions. I team teach with you at my state conventions, live in person, travel meetups. You're the 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 one winner that we'll pick in a year is really under my wing because that's going to be the newest, up and greatest talent that we found virtually, and that's a lot of stuff to work on.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. And what I love is that you actually just take everything you know by the horns and start doing stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of people get crippled with you know, indecision, but you just sort of, you're so amazing at connecting those ideas and and putting it out there and getting things moving. And everything that you're saying there, I think it's great for people to hear this in this podcast as well, because it is the future. And, you know, if you can take some of Lawrence's ideas and make sure that you follow him, I'll put all of his links at the bottom of this podcast because he just has so many amazing insights and keeping up to date what's going on at an international level and on a global scale is just amazing um, for your big business and just staying in touch with that. And yeah, like you're always at the forefront Lawrence, which is, which is so awesome. Yeah. It's, I just,
1: you're, you're kind to say that Angela, I don't know about forefront at all. I just know I always wake up with an idea and I'll do two things with an idea that I think has value. How do you decide if an idea has value? That's another podcast. But if I think an idea has value, I'll sell it. Because I'll think, this is just done. It's really done. And I'll sell it. I don't have the time, energy, effort, or money to do it, so I'll sell it. If I'm going to do it myself, then I remember three things, and I encourage all your listeners to remember these three things. Maybe put them on a shirt, on a sticky note, on your refrigerator, or leave these three big takeaways, if you will, when you've got an idea. I should. Because when you have a great idea, somebody already is doing it on the other side of the world, maybe in another language. One... Takeaway is opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. Number two, you have to get out of your own way. No one can build bars of a prison around you more than you can for your own mind. If you're waiting for someone else to tell you, yes, you can, you're just going to pay a really good mentor, a lot of money to say that to you. How can you sell yourself to other people? Whether you sleep or whether you're awake, making sweat equity, what I call sweat equity, even if we're lecturing, we're sweat equity, because we're sweating, right? You have to believe in yourself more than you're ever going to convince other people to. And sometimes that's not fake it till you make it. It's faith it till you become it. Because you have to have faith in yourself. Luke tells us in the Bible that faith makes everything possible, but none of it easy. Faith makes it possible, but faith doesn't make it easy. And number, th- number three, you've got to remember analysis is paralysis. So many people say, when I have the plan together, when I've studied the market research, when I'm really ready, I'm not talking about investing thousands. I'm talking about doing a blog, putting yourself out there on a Facebook Live, and then teasing something that you're going to sell for $5, 10 $20, or ring it, or bot, or whatever you want to talk about in your currency. I see more people waiting to be perfect and end up doing nothing. I'd much rather say, I learned a lot. Let me sell you what I learned. We're always gonna do something and have glows, and we're gonna have grows. And to summarize, my three things. Number one, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, so when you got an idea, you gotta do it. Number two, you gotta get out of your own way and have the most faith in yourself, by yourself, from yourself. And number three, analysis is paralysis. I'd much rather ask for forgiveness than for permission.
0: Mm, yeah, that's, I love all those. That's that's awesome. And I guess like, we're coming sort of winding up towards the end. I guess, is there anything? No way. <laughs> no, it's going so fast. I feel like I'm talking all day, but I've, I've got a couple <laughs> more questions I want to ask. But, you know, like obviously there's been a lot of people having, a t- you know, a, a tough time during this period as well. And you're someone, like you said, you how you look at things and, you know, how you look for the opportunities. Like, is there anything that you feel you know, some parting words to trainers or anyone in general who may be having a tough time, you know, what would you say to people in that space? Like, because I know a lot of people reach out to you. i just, I'd love to hear sort of your perspective on that.
1: To people who might feel alone Mm -hmm. and the times when we feel lonely, I invite us to remember three Cs that I use on a day when it might be a little rainy, metaphorically or literally, and when they happen at the same time, it's raining outside and I'm having an emotional (laughs) down day, then I definitely need these three Cs with a glass of wine. And I don't like Chardonnay or I'd say four Cs and the fourth one is Chardonnay. The first C is connection. You've got to connect with someone socially and you make yourself. That means you might have a list of people that you're willing to call if you really see a black moment, whether you do regularly or not, and, Think about those people in your life who always say, if you ever need anything, then ask them, could I ever call you if I'm really in a dark place? Because I actually took some people up on that and it really works nicely. Not calling everyone up who offers, but clearing that it's okay to call. Of those three, I got one that really has worked out. So that became my connection person on a dark time. And I don't also want to be a dumper or a usurper, which means every time I go through one of those experiences, I try to give back. And if he is not willing to be a confidant for me, then I will send flowers or wine or something because, No one can take the place of connection when you're feeling alone or lonely or both. My second C is communicate. Communicate with someone you trust and someone you don't know, whether you trust or not, because you can't trust or not if you don't know. That's hard to reach out, and that doesn't mean take somebody you don't know and reach out blindly and say, I'm really having a dark day, can I do something? You're having a dark day, you've connected with the person that said you could. Then my communication tool tip, trick or hack, if you will, is to just get out of yourself and send an email to someone that maybe you haven't in a while, or pick up the phone instead of texting and just dial and leave a voicemail of somebody that you haven't in a while. My new endeavor now with everything that's going on politically is to reach out to my black friends that I may not have connected to in a long time. I work with a lot of Black friends and Asian friends and our United Nations of Fitness, just as an example from the beginning, has been so diverse and multicultural. But now I'm asking myself, how can I reach out to two more people tomorrow by phone or text or email through communication that maybe I haven't in a while? And if you're listening and you don't have some black friends in your Rolodex or contacts or phone that you can call and check in, I just invite you to go to the mirror and look at yourself and ask, why not? Of course, this depends on where we're living and where we are. If we're in a place with primarily one color and no lack of social diversity, I'm talking from the States right now because this is how we're all thinking. How can I amp up my diversity as a fitness professional, even in my music choices and build communication, on my artist choices, on my clothing choices, on my employer status choices, on my wording, on my team, on my code of ethics, All those kind of things. And my last C is to cooperate. Cooperate with a mentor. Not always mentors are expensive. Mentors can be exchange of Starbucks. Mentors come at levels. Me- mentors come at different uh, uh, different degrees and definitions of energy exchanges, be they cash, be they transfer of funds, be there other ways where it's a win-win for both. Connect with social people, communicate with people that you trust, and with people that you don't know, reach out and call, get you out of yourself, and cooperate with a mentor. If you're having a dark moment, if you're not feeling for so super strong like you said for the people who might be having a tough time Mm -hmm. but i'm poor lawrence and you're telling me i'm down so how do i reach out to a mentor reach out to somebody you really admire and say do you offer mentoring services because i'm contemplating when i have funds how i'm going to spend them and a great mentor will see that as a call for help and offer a sliding scale or reach out on, what do you do? How could we trade? Oh, you're a great blogger. I'm really trying to do blogs, but I'm doing this. There's always a great way to create a piggyback like you and I do, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're super high-end, Angela, but I find enough ways that I think that I can make myself marketable to you because I can't pay you everything that you're worth when we work together because- (laughs)
0: uh, What? No, I love all that. And I think like what I love about your- your mentoring programs as well you have such a um a different range of them you have different price points so you can reach different tiers so you can reach different people so and again i'll place all of these links in there and lawrence is actually for all the listeners that there's a link he's giving like a big deal link which is basically going to just so many free (laughs) things resources that he has of value um for people to jump onto so i'd really encourage you to do that because there's just so many little tools. I know that I've utilised them and I'd really encourage people um, to do that as well. And the great thing is with Lawrence's mentoring groups, because he travels around the world, you're really connecting with the real international flavour as well. So you're actually seeing what is going on in different parts of the world, which I just think is really just worth so much as well.
1: Thank you, Angela. I speak a couple languages, but the only thing I request is that you have an open mind, an open heart, and understand some English. Then you'll be able to work with some level of my mentoring. Thank you for mentoring my mentoring tiers. My entry level is no charge mentoring, and that's on a secret, private, hidden, exclusive Facebook group. Once you ask to get in, answer three questions, like I'm not going to bully anyone verbally in here, then you're in, and you get an experience of daily motivational, educational, and inspirational post. That's entry level because I don't want to make what I've learned on this planet just about can you afford it. Then if you're interested, as you mentioned, I offer mentoring tiers and the big deal is going to give you some gifts. I'm Italian. I think Every day in some way should be like Christmas. So I just got to give you something. I can't feed you virtually and you can't smell my garlic and tomatoes. So therefore I have to just give you gifts. And when you see the link, findlawrence.com slash the big deal, I hope you take advantage of some of that stuff in there.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. And as you can see, it'll be fun. Like mentoring with Lawrence is fun. He's so charismatic, but he's so intelligent as well. With all the no way. Interviews. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very, very smart. Um, now just to finish up, what I asked all my guests, Lawrence, for the last question is, you know, I guess you're someone who's absolutely out there living the the will to live your most fulfilling life. So what's your advice for, you know, I guess your advice or anything that you do for people to really find the will to live their, their best life, what would that be for you?
1: To answer how I suggest people live their best life for will to live, I have to say, understand your story and understand really what hashtag will to live means. Because when I met you, I met you with your story. You are your story. You inspire me. The numbers associated with your story, the history associated with your story, the pivot and transformation, the reach out you do because of your story. How can I talk about anything that, that comes nearly as inspirational as what you are living with your family? You have a past that you keep present, to illustrate, not to inhibit, and how many people keep their past present, right? You can't have a future if you keep your past present. So I'm deflecting by saying, follow your story. I will still answer, Angela, of course.
0: Just before you do, I just want to point out to people as well, this is really interesting. I was struggling to share my story a few years, a couple of years ago, and it was after a mentoring session I actually had with Lawrence, where he actually helped me break free of that. And I really do have to thank him. He actually made the comment to me that, you know, I hadn't chosen this, my destiny has chosen me and, you know, it's what I do with it. And I just so remember that moment because I just was in a place where I knew I had to do something, but I just didn't feel comfortable to do it. And that was a real barrier. So you're such, like everything that's evolved since, like I actually, you gave something, I don't know what it was, but you opened up or broke down that barrier in that situation. So it's it's just, yeah. I think this, this Will To Live podcast wouldn't have happened without that conversation. So, But I'll let you keep going, but I just thought I'd you know, let you know that as well,
1: yeah. You're so kind to remember that. You, I, yes, your story chose you. You did not choose to tell it. You have to, it's who you are. People say to me all the time, what's something I can do in my marketing business sense, Lawrence? And I always say, what's your social good? What's your charity outreach? whether you give 1% or 50% of what you make to your social good charity, what is it? And many times they say, I don't know how to choose one. You never choose your charity. Your charity has chosen you. You just don't know what part of your life is already organized as maybe a 501c3 or a homeless shelter or a battered women or illiteracy or child porn trafficking. You never know. But when you open your eyes, You have your story, and when you sell your story literally and figuratively, and when you tell your story literally and figuratively, and when you share your story literally and figuratively, we understand more you, and like I said to the registered dietitians, always talking about grams and fat, but I bow to the one who opens his or her refrigerator, right? You open up your heart. And when we fall in love with a personality, you could sell us ice cubes and we're going to be there buying because they're going to be epigenetic appropriate ice cubes, number one. But number two, it's because of your personality. And that's what we are at a place now that we're going to log on to and follow because it's so easy, the people that we're attracted to, not the perfect bodies that never sweat anymore. That's the antithesis of fitness and wellness. I will answer, how can I give a tip for finding our will to live and develop our most fulfilling life. Just be is my simple takeaway from that. We are human beings, not human doings. So to pause and just be is to celebrate the life we're given, appreciate the talents that we have, and open, our eyes that are in front of our head so we can see what's coming forward, listen with our ears. We have two ears and only one tongue so we can be quick to listen and slower to speak and make sure that no opportunity is too little for our time and no opportunity is too great for our possibilities. To just be in stillness is when we meditate, when we contemplate and they're different and both necessary to make our forward decision. And I don't mean overanalyze, because I've said analysis is paralysis, but to be still is an important part of life. I think Frank Sinatra sang it best when he put those two words together, which are actually verbs. Do and be. Do, be, do, be, do. Be, do, be, do, be, do, be, do, be, do. We are humans where we have to find a balance between doing and being. There are so many of us who wake up from our first grab of our phone become human doings. That's not a judgment. I think it's a fact. Go for it. Remember that also it's time to just be. And when we are just being and enjoying and celebrating, we're also preparing for our later years. Because I don't know if I'm privileged enough to be on a deathbed and I know how my end is coming and I can say, these are my last hours. I'm not gonna look back on my life and say, I should have done more. I'm gonna look back and say, I should have been more. Meaning, to be, to enjoy. Mm. I don't know that I'm gonna say, I should have done more days of intermittent fasting. I don't know that I'm going to say I really should have enjoyed more raw broccoli floret sprouted quinoa. I don't know that I'm going to say I should have done that extra hike with an extra 20 pound vest. I might say I could have seen that last sunset instead of painting the wall of the room and I miss that spectacular sunset that everybody to this day says you miss the best sunset with the green flash ever. Mm. Make sure you have time to be. That's the most important because that's what will to live is. You don't know your time. You don't know your hours. You don't know your days. So make every day count a little bit. And I know that I can make them count when I am just being and I can focus on joy and happiness, not always work or doing.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all that. That's just such an important message for us all. and. I think we can all just finish up and just be for a little while. Hopefully at the end of this podcast, you can sit and be, or hopefully you get to be while you're listening and I'll put all those links um, in the podcast links, how to, um, find Lawrence <laughs> how to follow him the big deal he's got all his united nations of fitness and mentoring but yeah stay in, um, I would really encourage you to stay in touch with him and with what's going on around thank the world and thank really. you so much I've loved chatting to you we have gone a bit longer than I expected but I thank you for your extra time and I just love I could sit here for another couple of hours so thank you so much Lawrence and I know it's been of um, value to our listeners everything that you've done so thank you so much
1: Thank you. My honor is with you and my gratitude, my joy, my complete surprise that you thought I had something intelligent or half intelligent to say to your listeners because they are so well educated and so well connected to the world of all the things that you bring and offer. So thank you. It's easy to find me. Find Lawrence. You don't ever have to know how to spell let alone pronounce my last name.
0: It's wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. I'm Angela Lee, and you've been listening to Will to Live, the podcast. You can join us on Facebook in our Will to Live online community, that's L-I-V, Facebook group, or follow Angela Lee on social media and at www.angelalee.com.au. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to pay for the gifts of living, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much.